The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today we're going to discuss a highly technical and effective way of buying media, programmatic advertising. Joining us is Ellen Parker, who is a paid digital media manager at French West Vaughan, which is one of the nation's leading independent public relations, public affairs, advertising, and digital media agencies. Ellen is also the host of the Programmatic Digest podcast. And today she's going to walk us through what programmatic advertising is and her view of the space. Okay, here is Ellen Parker, Programmatic Sensei and Paid Digital Media Manager at French West Vaughn. Ellen, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm very excited to have you here, and I'm going to apologize in advance. Your name is spelled H-E-L-E-N-E, but it's pronounced Ellen. I'm going to call you Aline or Ellen or <laughs> Helen. I'm going to mess it up. So okay. apologies in advance. You're originally from France, and that's why the H is silent. Did I get it right? So I'm originally from Senegal, a small West African country, and the official language there is French. And so that's why my first language is French. I got the name wrong. I got the country wrong. <laughs> Hopefully when we start talking about marketing, I'll get something right. You are the self-proclaimed on your LinkedIn profile, Programmatic Sensei, and you're also starting a podcast about programmatic advertising. What the heck is programmatic advertising? That is such a big question for so much. So There's so many answers. <laughs> there's so many answers, but the way I like to define it is that programmatic is just a fancy word for automated buying. So the digital marketing, the digital ad tech world can be divided by programmatic advertising and digital advertising. Programmatic advertising would be anything, including some type of technology that is doing the buy on behalf of yourself. So for example, and then I'll keep it really short. I'm sure most of us have seen the show called Mad Men. I've heard of it. You have. I think most of us have. It's a really cool show. It came out a few years ago. So in Mad Men, it just the 1950s where you would call the actual TV station and place a buy. Now I don't have to do that. I just log into my demand side platform and I place or serve an ad wherever I choose. 
using some leverage, using some targeting specifications. So in recap, programmatic advertising or programmatic media buy is basically the way we're buying that advertising space, which is automatically done through a technology. Okay. So you mentioned that you're basically bifurcating the online advertising space into digital media and programmatic buying. And to me, what I'm hearing is there is a way to buy media where you are placing your own bids, let's call it manually, where you're going to whatever the platform is, Facebook, Google, native networks, individual platforms, and you're saying, I want to buy this media, here's what I'm willing to pay, or I'm going to do it in an auction style. And the real difference between going to Facebook directly and going through a programmatic advertising platform is purely the bidding mechanism. It is how much you're willing to pay for an ad changes in real time. Did I get it right? Yes, per se. I think Facebook is a good example here. I like to say that Facebook cannot be bought programmatically, actually. So Facebook, CNN.com, direct will be considered a direct buy, meaning we're using that company's technology to make the buy directly, like a Facebook or Amazon DSP, or going directly to a publisher just to make the buy. So programmatic buy is done through what we call a demand side platform, which is the technology that allows us access to all inventory out there. So the big three things with programmatic buy is as follows. The demand side platform, again, somebody like me doing the buy, executing a campaign. DMP, which is data management platform, which is where we go and basically package our audiences or purchase that audiences from other data partners. And then I think the third thing I like to mention is the SSP, the supply side platform, which is what a publisher would use to sell their inventory to us. So everything communicates into one ecosystem and everything is done programmatically or automatically within that technology. Holy three-letter acronym hell. That's the problem with programmatic advertising is there's <laughs> DSP and SSP and TLA and MIA. It's I want to try to simplify this as much as I can. So let's first off talk about where you can buy your media. You had an important call out. I misspoke. You can't buy Facebook ads programmatically. It is basically a display channel where you can put banner advertisements in front of your buyers. And you could do that, like you mentioned, directly on CNN, right? Those properties are all part of networks, which tie into the DSPs, which are the display service providers. Did I get the TLA right? DSP is a demand side platform. Demand side platform. God, I'm terrible at the three letter It's acronyms. okay because it's almost like demand and supply. Right. So there's the demand side where you can go to these demand side suppliers and they get all the websites and they put them together and you could say, I want a buck per this audience, go spend it and you can change your bid on the fly. Right. And let me just also point out that Facebook inventory was available through other partners, like outside of logging to Facebook platform. In my professional opinion and recommendation, that tends to be a little bit more expensive. I cannot tell you which partners are still providing that service to their clients. So there is a possibility that you can still buy Facebook inventory programmatically. I cannot confirm for sure. And despite that fact, I would still recommend that you go direct with Facebook, log into the Facebook ad manager. Okay. Facebook is kind of a question mark. Maybe you can buy programmatically, but chances are you're doing a manual buy. There's display advertising, your banner ads. What about search ads, native networks? Where else can you buy using programmatic technology? 
So you can buy display, pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll. As an industry, we refer to digital video as a pre-roll, but it could be either mid or post-roll. So after or in the middle of the video, you can buy any native advertising, which is within the content or matching the environment of the content where it's hosted. We can buy that programmatically. Search is one of those things that it is an automated buy, but it's through Google and Google only. So I don't know if we can put search ad on the programmatic realm. I think it's a different channel of its own. The same thing with Facebook is a different channel when we consider it as social, even though some of the technical buys are done approximately the same way, which is that automated buy that I'm referring to. But it's definitely different. And the whole programmatic industry include you just mentioned the display banners, mobile, connected TV that we can cover a little bit later. Now we're talking about OTT over the top, linear TV inventory. All of those could be included under the programmatic realm. Search ads is separate and social would be separate as well. Okay. And when we say social is separate, we mentioned Facebook, Twitter, and all the other platform ads. I'm assuming that those are not places that you can generally or maybe not effectively buy programmatically. Yes. And again, some partners do offer, like I know that Snapchat, you could buy the inventory outside of the Snapchat tool. Same thing with Facebook. Again, I mentioned earlier, but it's just more expensive. Yeah. And I know we'll talk about the best practices on a later episode, but just be careful there when you're buying inventory outside of the native platform. Okay. Now I understand what media can be purchased through a programmatic advertising campaign. It's basically everything that's not the Google and not the social media stuff. You get all of the banner advertisements, video, whether it's digital or digital, I'm assuming outside of YouTube, you can have all of your television, even your radio ads. Now, why is programmatic better or worse than manual ad buying? It has its pros and cons. Any successful media campaigns, whether traditional and digital, any cross media campaigns that are successful nowadays include all of them, programmatic buys, direct buys, and some traditional. Depending on your media buy, of course, depending on your goal, such as increasing online sales, increasing foot traffic, being able to calculate your return of investments based on your return on ad spend, that would be the clean answer. The difference between definitely, yes, including a programmatic advertising strategy or programmatic strategy within your campaign is the fact that it's automated. You have a little bit more control in terms of targeting. You definitely have transparency when it comes to reporting. And that's if you're running the campaign in-house or if you have a really strong programmatic partner or DSP, demand side platform partner. So you have to take a step back and say, if I put my dollars into this strategy, and again, I'm referring as a programmatic buy strategy here, I will be able to go back and say, this campaign is successful because I'm able to determine that moms between 24 and 35 are more likely to purchase my product because they're all U.S. women's soccer fans and they're more likely to be local business supporters. Therefore, they might be able to convert with my ad. So that's the type of very intricate and detailed data that we can get back with programmatic media. So how is that different than doing a manual buy? 
other than you in theory can do it at scale across multiple sites, I can go to an ad network and say, I want to target marketers that are between 23 and 55 years old, people with marketing titles. I can go and I can place that buy and I can give them a target budget and somebody can go run an ad campaign manually. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Why is programmatic more effective? Because the way we define manual buy here is that direct buy, going straight to a publisher and saying, here's the assets, here's my budget. We're coming to you because we know that you fit our audience. Again, we go buying programmatically. You step away from targeting site to site. We actually target the behavior, whether the person is going to visit, again, CNN.com or memes.com, which is a site apparently, or just be on their cell phones on Facebook at the end of the day, or watching a show on Hulu and then seeing that ad there. That's the beauty of programmatic. The fact that you step away from targeting from a site, which is just buying that directly, we cannot actually focus on the audience, the consumer. I think we get a bad rep when it comes to data-driven marketing because we tend to only focus on like, oh, big data, all the impressions of the world. Well, with the programmatic buyer or programmatic partner that you can trust, you're able to define the way you're targeting and targeting the actual person that is highly likely to convert, to purchase, to go in store, to order, to really give you that action that is defining your success, right? So that's the difference. What do you want to do? Do you want to only target contextually? And again, all of them works very well all together, depending on the goal. So you can target your CNN or Pantheon can target your podcast because they know that the people listening to the MarTech podcast are more likely to convert because they're in need of the Pantheon services. And Pantheon can also lay over with another strategy programmatically where they're actually going to go for those titles that you mentioned through either LinkedIn, through a DMP, again, data management platform. 
somebody like Axion, like Webula. So that's the beauty of programmatic. It's interesting that you're talking about the ability to refine your targeting. I always assumed that programmatic was an effective channel because you're able to optimize based on real-time data. Am I thinking about it in the wrong way? What's the difference between real-time bidding and programmatic ad buying? So real-time bidding is just a type of programmatic buy. Real-time bidding is exactly what you just defined it as. You're actually receiving that data as it is. That data, that audience segment that you're targeting is actually being refreshed depending on the partner every second, every hour, or at least once a day. So that's the beauty of that real-time bidding. Another type of programmatic buy could be called guaranteed, which is a good strategy for when you're trying to buy in advance. And so you place that buy through the platform and you purchase that guaranteed impression or the guaranteed result in advance. Those usually works really well for things like Super Bowl, the Olympics, a political campaign, things like that. You're basically buying on a CPA. Yes. Depending on the partners or the vendors, you could be buying on CPA. Most of them buy on a CPM bidding model. I'll be honest, I'm still totally confused. <laughs> There's this idea that you can use technology to evaluate what your bidding strategy is. Sometimes it's in real time, sometimes it's not. How that is different from going in and placing a manual bid, I still just don't totally understand. And this is my hang up with programmatic advertising. I know it's a real thing, but it's so three-letter acronym and buzzword heavy that the concept of programmatic advertising is just like beyond me where I am going to buy media, right? You're using a technology to place the bids for you. I guess that's the underlying philosophy of you're not buying the media, the computer is. What am I missing here and why am I so confused? <laughs> I can definitely relate. It is a fancy word, like I call it programmatic. Don't know who came up with that as well. They should call it problematic. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very result-driven and solution-driven. So let me take a step back so that you can understand. Please. The way you're feeling right now is very common amongst clients. I have always worked on the agency side. So I've worked with a lot of clients, brand, other marketing ninjas like myself that are still very confused about how it all comes together. That's why you hire an agency to help you understand. There's pros and cons to that, of course, but that's why you hire somebody like myself to help you bring everything holistically together for you and your team and for the business. So you have to see programmatic media buy or programmatic advertising as part of your overarching marketing strategy. What is your marketing objective? Based on that marketing objective, Think about the strategy. Based on that strategy, look at different channels within your scope, which one will work best. Programmatic advertising is one of those strategies. Traditional media is one of those strategies. Digital direct is also one of those strategies. And I'm actually leaving off a lot of other type of medium out there. So that's my problem with programmatic advertising is I can go and place a manual bid. I understand that. I understand going onto Facebook or an ad network or Google and saying, these are the ads I want to place. Here's the creative. Here's my maximum bid, or I'm optimizing for a specific conversion. I don't understand why programmatic is different than that. You just defined programmatic there. So either I'm not understanding your question or you're already doing programmatic and you don't know you are. 
Well, no, I'm I'm going directly to the vendors and saying, here's what my bid is. There is no technology. This is me going onto Facebook saying I will pay $2 per click. That is not programmatic advertising. Okay. So see that concept of going direct with Facebook and saying, here's my max minimum and here's the spend that I'm willing to spend within that period of time. That's the same concept within the technology. So a demand side platform is what it is. In the demand side platform, and just a few examples of demand side platform, we have the Trade Desk, we have Media Math, we have Zaxis, we also have DoubleClick for DB360, which is Google old DBM, <laughs> it's a DoubleClick product. You have JDN within Google Ads, which is Google Display Network. So you log in into one of those platforms and then make that buy directly in there. Instead of logging into Facebook, you're just logging into one of the platforms I mentioned. And there's a few out there. It's just those are the ones I'm very familiar with. So basically, you can go to another vendor, and this is the equivalent of an ad network, right? I can go to Google Display Network and place a manual buy. That does not require programmatic technology, right? I can go and upload my creative and set my max bid, and then I'm done. That's not programmatic advertising. Yes, it is. Hey, everybody, I'm doing programmatic advertising. <laughs> I'm just going to clarify that a DSP is very different from an ad network. I know that some of my DSP fellow ninjas out there are probably going to cringe at the idea of even comparing themselves at the ad network. They have access to different publishers, inventory, SSPs, inventory, direct, and some ad networks. So you are buying programmatically outside of Facebook. If you have a vendor, if you're going into Google Display Network, you're buying programmatically because again, you're placing your buy, you're adding your targeting levers, and then you're making your buy. Afterwards, you come back and optimize the campaign, of course, to make sure that you're successfully running or spending your budget. So you mentioned earlier that there's a bunch of different solutions and my takeaway from program or my understanding of programmatic advertising is that when you're trying to buy a high volume of inventory at a relatively low price, programmatic advertising is the best way to go. You're indiscriminate of what sites for the most part your ads are showing up on. You're really just targeting an audience and you're automating the bidding process. That was my understanding going in but it's expensive to set that up. You're saying, hey, you could just go to the Google Display Network. That's not expensive to do at all. It's just a little manual work to get your retargeting campaigns or your display campaigns set up. Why was my previous understanding that programmatic advertising is expensive and requires a lot of hardware and technology to set up different than, hey, you can just go to Google and that's programmatic? So programmatic is not cheap. The actual buy isn't cheap and the actual investment into setup is not cheap as well. This is why I mentioned some of the partners I mentioned earlier, like a DSP. If you work directly with a DSP like the Trade Desk or like DoubleClick Bid Manager, which is now Display and Video 360, thanks Google, there is some investment in terms of that buying fee, that ability to use the platform. And I know that some of those technology have minimums, like how much you should spend in a month. I'm going to actually defer back to this. It can and doesn't have to be expensive. I mentioned earlier that there's a few ways for you to implement and get yourself into this realm, which is either hiring somebody in-house that have that ability to do it or partnering with an agency or partnering directly with that data partner or the demand side platform. So you really have to see which one is the best for you and your business, which one is going to be 
able to give you a certain level of support, which includes training everybody on your team. So yes, it could be an initial expensive investment, but in long term, it is definitely worth it if you're continuing to buy programmatically. For instance, if it's just a small mom shop, you might have to just partner with an agency that's going to handle that. So that way you can alleviate some of those initial costs. All you have to do is pay the agency that percentage or the commission fee, however the agency is set up nowadays, and then they'll do the hard work for you and you can still promote your product. If you are an agency that only offers search or social, but you want to start offering programmatic media, then that's when you want to consider either going with another agency, a larger agency that will be able to provide that training, as I mentioned, or go direct with a DSP that's going to give that support and educate every single one of your ninjas to become that expert. So from that point forward, you become a trading agency. At the end of the day, my understanding of programmatic advertising, it is a format of advertising where you're using technology to place your bids for you for advertising. And that has to do with technology that is looking for who your audience is, what your bid is, optimizing your entire campaign. The robots are running the advertising for you as opposed to you deciding what advertisements you want to place and how much you're willing to pay for it. Is that an acceptable high-level takeaway for what programmatic advertising is versus manual? Yes. Okay. I'll be honest, programmatic advertising confuses the crap out of me, but <laughs> there's good news. We're going to talk about how we can run a programmatic advertising campaign for the MarTech Podcast coming up in our next episode. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ellen Parker, Programmatic Sensei and Paid Digital Media Manager at French West Vaughn for joining us. In part two of our interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Ellen is going to try to unconfuse me, and we're going to talk about how the MarTech podcast can use programmatic ad buying. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Ellen, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet at I am Ellen Parker, which is I am H-E-L-E-N-E. P-A-R-K-E-R, -E or you can visit her website, which is Ellen Parker, H-E-L-E-N-E-P-A-R-K-E-R. -E -E a couple of links in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So we created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our interview with Ellen Parker, the programmatic sensei and media manager from French West Vaughn, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Or if you'd prefer to have our content delivered to your inbox, we have a once a week newsletter. To subscribe, go to benjshap.com slash newsletter. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production.
Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.